one. Oh, what was her name? That common girl of yours. Becca, with the great big tits you could bury your face in. Bessie. She was one of yours. Bessie. Thank the gods for Bessie and her tits. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Undead Comic Cast, where comics never die. I'm Jay, or JB. Apparently I can't decide that. Um, depending on whether I post a blog or a podcast or whatever updates I do on the site, I seem to vary over whether I refer to myself as Jay or JB. Um, I've been made more aware of this since I've moved, let's say, offices uh, in work. And my new work colleagues just won't accept that anyone calls me JB. It's just, they keep saying, no, you're not, you're not making that a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make it a thing. People call me that. Um, but then when I've had a look back at what I post and what I personally do, I'm all over the show. I put J, I put JB sometimes. So I don't know what you might know me as. Call me J or JB. Simple as that. Call me that guy who does a comic book podcast without any comic book knowledge. Maybe call me that guy. Because that's kind of what this is. I've I've kind of stopped doing the housework. Um, you know, the... What do they call it? It's not housework. Where you do a little bit of clean-up. And I'll, I'll probably always pronounce someone's name wrong. Maybe mention the wrong name for a comic. Not to... By the way, if you're a new listener, it, it that doesn't really matter. Because what this podcast... Well, what this podcast normally does is I'll talk about my top five comics from last month that I bought, um, my trade of the month, any comic book news, and I did I did want to talk about like comic book uh, TV, and if I was watching any. I did that on the first two episodes. I've not done that since. Um, but the thing is, I'm not going to do any of that. Not on this this one anyway. Last month was an absolute nightmare. If you follow me uh, at Undead Comic Cast on Instagram, you can see my comic book journey every month as it happens. And one thing that happened last month was I just had no time to go to my comic book shop. I always had either Tuesdays and Mondays off, which is always a really awkward time to go because I always feel like, well, what's the point in going when new ones are just going to come out on the Wednesday anyway? Seems kind of pointless. I might as well wait till I've got a Wednesday off. And then when I did have like a Wednesday or Thursday off, um, I had to do something which just more important. Like I've been gigging a lot with uh, Dan Bibby and the Aesthetic Knobs, uh, which you can listen to Dan Bibby on Spotify. Uh, he's done recordings without the Aesthetic Knobs, but we are going to change that. Um, I've, I've just done other things as well. Like there's been a lot of movies come out. Um, I won't bore you with any of the details, but for one reason or another, I didn't buy any of April's comics until the other day. So I bought all of April's comics, finally went, but I've obviously not read them yet. So what I thought I would do as a treat to myself, as well as to all you lovely listeners out there who, by the way, there's people listening to this. It's, it's going up month by month. So thanks for listening. And if you're spreading the word, keep doing that. Um, I'm going to do probably two episodes this month. Um, this episode, and then another episode in a couple of weeks' time, where I'm going to go over April's comics in that episode. But in this one, 
we are going to talk about new uh, about Free Comic Book Day. It was Free Comic Book Day, which was a brilliant um, juxtaposition for me after having spent the week before going and spending money on one month's worth of comics, which made my wallet cry. It was quite refreshing to then be able to go the following week and get a load of comics for free. Um, I went with my hetero life partner, Chris Wakefield, who you can follow him at Chris's Comics um, on Instagram, and he's got his own comic podcast, which I feature on, but I'll mention that a bit more later. And we went down to Liverpool and went around a few places. I won't say where because I'm kind of not gonna I'm not gonna big them up in the in the in the best light. Um, I found that this seems to be the free comic book day really is completely hit or miss. It depends on the love and care that is actually the heart in your local comic book store. Like our friend Fieldmouse, who is on a podcast called uh, Nerdcult Underground uh, from Tennessee, uh, works at Rick's Comic City. And the sheer love and attention that they seem to give everyone that day who came down, all the ideas they had, even putting at the very end of the day, like that that's another year done for now. On to planning for next year, already thinking ahead. Almost like it's Glastonbury fucking festival. But round it, like our way, it just seems to be, I don't know, a mixture between the shops either find it a chore or they're handcuffed and have to work within restrictions that they have no control over. So yeah, I want to take you on a journey. Take you on a little journey down uh, into your imagination a few years ago i went to manchester with chris and we went into traveling man which was great they had um you walked in and there was a dj as soon as you walked in and why was that relevant well he was playing comic book songs he was playing um the penguin and aquaman's old ivy stuff like that which that's not how that goes but you get the gist um and it was they literally had a table with every every free comic that was out on and they just said go around take one of each as you go around clockwise we'll just double check that you've not done anything a bit untoward before you leave um like picked up a comic you shouldn't have but yeah just go nuts and we did and i remember as i was going out to check my bag the guy who checked my bag so i picked up like i think i picked whatever i picked up some marvel stuff and he just went you haven't picked up that one and pointed back over and i went oh Oh, right, I didn't see that. I went, yeah, go and get it now. So he, he wanted me to partake in this. He wanted me to have as much as I could for free. Think of that as a lovely memory, because they th this week just gone. Um, it was, <coughs> as uh, I said to Chris, it was like some kind of um, really robotic Santa's Grotto. We all got on a queue. We went in to be forced to walk around the Funko Pop section, as in to say, you know, look at these, fucking fucking buy them. You know, Darren Brown's just working on management, I think, going, the power of suggestion. They'll see some Funko Pops and they'll buy them. And we walk around, and then when we get to the end, there's just like a wee little door with a woman just standing at the door and just giving out bags with, you don't get to see, and that's it. And I can tell you right now, there was not a smile in the room by anyone who worked in these shops um, or by, to be honest, if you watch, it's really quite funny for me. They did some like promo videos on the Facebooks. I'm getting, I'm not going to say they are, but as you watch everyone entering and they're like going, oh, we've, 
We're open for Comic Book Day. Way! Everyone entering just looks a, a mixture of, like, sullen and confused. Like, when you've maybe... They've all got that look of, like, when you shit yourself, but you don't know how that happened. You've done it in the privacy of your own home, so there's no embarrassment, but you just... How did that? How did that happen? What? What? What did I eat? I feed me. How has that happened? It just, it yeah, it didn't look enjoyable. Um, and then the other one we went to, because we were remembering that one uh, a few years ago. That yeah, you couldn't take one of each, but you could pick the five you wanted. Uh, they weren't doing that either. Um, they just, and this was more annoying. So they gave you a selection, and they but they. Um, what's the word? They selected the comics and put them in topics. So it was TV, hero, indie, adult, I think it was. Um, and said, which one do you want? Well, that's all well and good when I want the Doctor Who comic. But I don't want fucking Riverdale either. I don't want that. But I have to ask for that one because I wanted the Doctor Who comic. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, comic book... I don't know how free comic book day went for you guys, but certainly around Liverpool, in comparison to when you see other places do it, it just seems a bit like those places are only doing it because they have to do it, which is sad, really. You just wish there was a bit more love in the room, a bit more love in the craft of running a comic book shop. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about the free comic books I picked up. So some of these you might have. Some of these you might not. I'm not going to spoil them for you either. I'm not going to go into great detail. Because that's one thing. No spoilers here. The Undead Comic Cast. We don't talk spoilers. We don't want you to, whatever reason, have to turn off and go, Oh, I haven't read that yet. I will never ruin a comic for you. Um, speaking of spoilers, by the way. Like, Gaz has got back from America. Um, and he's... Oh, I hate him so much. For this stupid act. He hasn't learned from last year's mistakes. And he's tried to avoid endgame spoilers. And then he told me it got spoiled for him. And when I asked how. And this always fucking annoys me. When people say this reason. Because. Well say the reason anyway. First. so you can, And then gauge how annoyed you are compared to my annoyance. Maybe I'll bring you to my level. But. He clicked on a meme. I think he said it was like an NFL meme. So he clicked, up and he's he's looking at these NFL memes, and he clicked on one, and to as I and I quote him, read the comments. Top comment is apparently a major spoiler for Endgame, with loads of people disparaging it, going, "Ah, oh, you are a terrible person, horrible pe person." And Gaz is telling me this, and I, I, but I have no sympathy, because that is what trolls do. I'm not condoning what they do but they do that we know that's how and we and we have experience from this because last year if you listen to um i re-listened to our infinity war podcast to remember where my heart was at the time and where i am now um chris says how it got spoiled for his girlfriend abby infinity war because she read some youtube comments about a random thing that was nothing to do with infinity war and there was a list of everyone who died in infinity war in the comments so he's been told that this happens, and he still read random comments on memes. And this is what I don't understand. Why? Why are you reading comments on memes at a time when you're meant to be delicately tiptoeing around the internet? What 
what are you hoping to find? I, I, I even put, I even said to Gazman, what goal is there in meme comments? Like, I get the meme. I totally get, oh, it's a meme. I can't think of a time I've gone, that's a good meme. Better read the comments. And Cassie's exact quote was, well, he's, you know, might say something funny like, uh, the Cowboys suck. Well, that's some amazing comedy insight that you would never get anywhere else. Wow, I can see why you why you plow through the comments to get to that. I, I don't get it. Like, I don't think I've, I've, I read meme comments ever. Am I missing out on something? Is this, like, a thing? I don't read... I mean, YouTube... I know there's, like, YouTube comments I'll sometimes have a look at because it's, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's sometimes funny just to watch two people don't know each other argue over whether little Ben Swanson is really actually truly talented for an eight-year-old at playing Green Day or is he actually a fucking poser who needs to die and just give up his guitar and it can be funny watching the back and forth between these two people who will never meet and it's all completely fruitless but it's no more fun than watching two hobos two homeless people fight over a piece of cheese it's it's something I could do something that I could maybe enjoy because I'm going at least it's not me but is it right and is it really entertainment? And that's how I feel about comments on memes. I just don't get why you go, this is a high quality meme. Let's read the comments. But maybe that's just me. But, and again, not to, I feel like I'm really digressing this this uh, episode. So sorry, but I've, <laughs> I put up something about spoilers. Um, we're going to have to lift the spoiler ban soon. I don't know what I put it up on. Uh, on the t- maybe on the Talk Nerdy Instagram at Talk Nerdy UK. But someone's put... Oh, that was it. So the new Spider-Man trailer has spoilers for Endgame, which I don't have a problem with. Um, I'm personally not going to watch it because I've seen... I I mean, I've seen Endgame, but I just... I'm so obviously going to watch this film. I've I've been doing this recently where I have no reason to watch this trailer. I mean, if the film didn't come out for like eight months or six months or something... um, I'm having trouble breathing, sorry. Um, Then... Maybe, because I just want to get a taste. But it's literally, literally three weeks away. So, what? why? Why not just wait? I'm going to wait. But anyway, it's got spoilers for Endgame in. And my friend, one of the, a friend of the, of the pod um, at Painted Bright, put that at her local Odeon cinema. They played the trailer for it. Before Endgame. <laughs> She's like, why? Oh, God. I mean, I kind of thought in my head when I saw it, like, uh, it wouldn't be funny if a cinema does that. And I kind of guessed, like, if, if I had to put money on it, that cinema would do it, but not Odeon. They're like, again, for any American listeners or European listeners, um, that one of two major cinema cinema uh, franchises in the UK, Odeon, there's definitely an Odeon in every city, if not least every large town as well. For them to do that is a massive mistake. And, and I wouldn't mind, but it is pre- preceded by Tom Holland going, if you haven't watched Endgame, don't watch this yet. So whoever decides about that trailer there has to have put, at least watched that bit in it where that Tom Holland says, don't don't watch this if you've not watched Endgame. I'll put that before Endgame then. Yeah. The, wor- oh, the world's broken. The world is severely broken. Well, you know what isn't broken? My wallet, because I got free comic books. So let's dive right into some of these. Now, 
like I said, I didn't get everything I wanted. Um, I didn't get a lot of mainstream stuff actually. So this was quite interesting. We'll start in no, and um, we'll start in no particular order, right? Um, Riverdale, free comic book day, Riverdale. Um, <coughs> I don't read Riverdale. Um, so I mean, this is always a good chance on a free comic book day to maybe read something you wouldn't normally read and get invested in. Uh, me and Chris have said this before, how we are amazed some comic books totally do not take advantage of this. I think Captain Canuck, a couple of years ago, me and Chris picked it up and were horrified by the very lazy, bland story that was in the in there and thought, what a chance missed, what an opportunity they had to get us to actually read about this character, and I've, we've never been more interested now. So Riverdale, I've never, I've never been interested in but was this the one that pulled me in? No. No, it wasn't. It was... It, made, it just cemented for me why I don't read this comic. I, I'm just... It's it's definitely a preference thing. I just don't care about what is essentially Saved by the Bell, the comic. because But it's like cheap Saved by the Bell because I haven't got my favourite characters from Saved by the Bell. Um, the main storyline in here is the school photo shoots and someone plays a... <coughs> pardon me, someone plays a, quite a harsh troll on it, on the photo shoot, and yeah, I don't care, I just didn't care about any character, um, anything that happened in it, I do think maybe it's me, this could probably pull some people in, it's not, it's not terribly drawn, it's not terribly written, it's just not my cup of tea, um, I don't know what I'm going to rate these out of, actually, because that's like the J&JB thing. I seem to venture between 5 and 10. Um, I'll go with... I'll go with out of 5s. I'm sure I do 5s. So I'm going to give this a... I'll give it a 2 out of 5. It's not its fault, but at the same time, I don't think it tried that hard to really get anyone outside of the circle. It didn't break new ground. So that was Riverdale. Um, can I see who wrote these? Or here we go. So yeah, Riverdale, by the way, was written by Michael Osto. Um, a Tom artist was Thomas Patilli. Again, like I said, probably pronouncing that wrong. No comic book knowledge. Great comic book podcast. Um, next, Stranger Things. Oh, right. So this was on Dark Horse. Um, I've spoken about this before. I actually tipped Stranger Things as a pick of the week. When they brought out the first run. And by God what a terrible comic it was. Both uh, how it was drawn. How it was written. Everything. It just. I'm, oh pardon me. Again Jesus Christ. You know what I've, I've had spicy pulled beef. Before I did this. I always do that. I always before. I also do something else which is open mic. Um, at, a, at a bar. And I always for some reason. on the, Just before I go. Eat something like. A chicken madras or spicy chicken wings or something really spicy. I do all the time. I'll I'll be bland as fuck for the days before, but just before I go, my subconscious goes, "Let's fuck with him." So yeah, I've had spicy chili beef, and every so often it seems like I'm gonna burp. Uh, so yeah, Stranger Things, uh, the Game Master by Jody Hauser and art by Ibrahim Mustafa. Um, this was again, it's weirdly drawn, but I can forgive it. Although I must admit, like in the first, the first pages, 
I didn't even know who was on, you know, who we were looking at. But it does get better. It's like the art gets better each page. It's like he slowly but surely got the hang of the characters. Um, it seems like a pointless story, though. Like, I kind of get that they don't have much to play with. They don't have... It's not their world to play with. If they can't venture too far, because all it takes is this next series to completely disprove anything from this. But it kind of doesn't matter. It very much doesn't matter. No one cares. And I think it kind of falls and leans too heavily on some imagery that's lifted straight from the TV series. But, yeah, it just... Not as, actually, weirdly, not as bad as the original one, which we read uh, earlier this year. But, I, I, again, I didn't really see the point in it. On the back of it, it did have um, Black Hammer 45 by Jeff Lemire and Ray Fawkes, which I didn't read because I've just never read Black Hammer. And it seems to be... Like, I haven't read Black Hammer. And then Black Hammer 45 seems to be like a variant or a spin-off. And then this was called Black Hammer 45 Horrors. And I just thought, I, this is going to be too... I mean, I might try it, but I just have a feeling this will be completely lost on me as I've got no real clue about what's going on in Black Hammer anyway, let alone a spin-off of a spin-off. But yeah, Stranger Things, um, another, it's another two out of five. Not looking great for free comic book day. Um, um, My Favourite Thing is Monsters by Emil Ferris on Fantagraphics Books. Um, this wasn't really a comic, in my opinion. Um, considering that Emil Ferris has won plenty of awards, um, for horror and for comics and for drawing, um, but this just looked like, it looked like the scribbles that you would have, like, in your notepad, and... That was really off-putting for me and made it very hard for me to concentrate. The drawings are eerie, but that doesn't mean they're good, in my opinion. Um, again, I really think this is about taste, about what you're into. But this, I just had no interest in any of this. It just, I was just waiting for it to be over, just flicking each page going, come on, come on. I just felt like I was reading a school kid's, like, scribbles. Um and just wasn't interested. It's not its fault, again. I feel like there'll be people listening who were really into this, but it very, very much was not for me. Uh, one out of five. It just really just didn't do anything for me whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I feel bad. I feel like I'm being closed-minded here, but I ju just, I know what I like, and these just, it, this is like cauliflower wings, like, I like chicken wings. I like experimenting with chicken wings, like different flavours and stuff. But if you were to put cauliflower wings in front of me, I get that people like them. I get that it's a, it's a thing. It wouldn't be for me. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, celebrating five, 35 years of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was great. Like, I, I, it drops you straight in the middle of this road to war uh, story they're doing. Um... But everything about this was really good. I like the artwork, which was by... Um, where is the art? By D Dave Watcher. Uh, or is it... Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Well, who does this then? So it says that the story 
It's by them people, yes. And the art by Dave. Oh, well... Oh, God, this is so confusing. That's a bit... Yeah, no, I'm definitely right. Dave, Dave Wachter, whatever he, how he pronounced it, does the artwork. Um, the story's by Tom Waltz, Bobby Kerno, and Kevin Eastman. And, yeah, it does drop you in the middle of a high-speed chase. Uh, all the drawings are great. The, the uh, back and forth is very... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A load of different, very, like, obscure, I would say, pretty obscure characters appear, but not too obscure for me. Um, and I, I did enjoy reading. It did make me rethink, should I begin reading the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because I really did enjoy it. I mean, I, mean, I, I enjoyed that cartoon. Is it Cartoon Network or someone did a cartoon? I've, I've redone it and I watched it on YouTube for free and I keep meaning to watch it, even though it's definitely aimed at kids. I, de I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and then, the oh, that's why. So, the, yeah, there was two artists. And then the second story, Road to War, is just like a greatest hits of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with different artists. And that was very enjoyable as well. Um, this was a this this is exactly kind of what I look for in a free comic book day book. It, it's pulled me into the world. It's got me. It's it's wrote an original story, especially for us, and it's um, carrying on a, a current story to hook you in and make you go, oh, maybe I should read this without giving too much away. Um, and then on the back, actually, in the very back. Um, a reading guide of where to start on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what volumes to buy in what order, which is fantastic. You know, it, it, that, that's another daunting thing for new comic book readers. Where do I start? Well, fucking here you go. There's 21 volumes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Where do you begin? Fucking right here. So, yeah, with ISBN numbers and everything, so you know exactly what to order. Amazing. And I'm going to put this higher, I was going to give it a 4 out of 5, I hadn't noticed the ISBN numbers, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5, maximum effort, well done, well done, um, let's have a look, what else is there, um, I mean the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, what happened with the films man, I like. I, I didn't watch the second one, but it looked like it was had Bebop and Rocksteady and I heard very mixed reviews, and I don't know why they make them 3D, we should stick with makeup. Although, given um, given X Men, how that's that new one's gonna be Dark Phoenix, I'm not really, I'm not really sure we should do makeup anymore. Because have you seen Mystique? Fuck me! Wow, why why are we not talking about this? Why why is this completely dropped off the radar? I saw some people briefly talk about it and then disappeared, but they have completely checked out the makeup team there. Like there is no it's it's. It's like a shit cosplay. I've seen cosplays better than that. Eve's, Eve's cosplay was fantastic of her, um, her mystique rogue. And it's definitely better than whatever that shit is that she's got on her face. Oh, I, but yeah, if you've not seen it, I'll upload it on the, um, the Undead Comic Cast Instagram so you can see. I've got, I think I can find one which has got it comparing it with old makeups. And yeah, they've just... Wow. Yeah, it's just very, very bad. I'm not looking forward to Dark Phoenix at all. If I could skip one film this year, that would probably be it. Um, I'll have a little drink of my nerdy water. Ah, uh, right. 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Firefly on Free Comic Book Day. This, um, the Firefly story is written by Greg Pak and illustrated by Ethan Young. Uh, and the Buffy stories were written by Jordi Belair and illustrated by Dan Mora with a little help from Serge Asuna, Akuna, Akuna Matata. Um, this lost me on the Firefly. Like, the Firefly story, it isn't that well drawn. It drops you straight into something that I've got no idea. I've never watched Firefly, believe it or not. Um, never watched it. And this didn't make me really... It did make me want to watch it, but only because I want to know, like, did this have any fucking relevance, this story? Um, called Base, Boss Moon, Birth of a Unificator. Um, it just... I had no fucking clue what was going on. I don't know what this has to do with Firefly. I think if you're... Which is a, re it's a really odd one, isn't it? Because... I think if you were into Firefly, you would already get the Firefly comic. I think if you weren't into Firefly, you need something to, uh, to pull you in. And this is just seems like a bit of a deep cut for Firefly fans. So, it didn't work for me. Um, but the Buffy one was very interesting. Um, it was really well drawn. I love the detail, especially for like a free comic book. Um, and this is... Let me just double check. Was this... Yeah, Frenemies, it was called. Was just written for this. So, they have just drawn it for this. Um, yeah, Buffy looks like Buffy. The dialogue in the back and forth is really good. Uh, it reminded me a lot of the TV show. Although, I haven't watched them that much of it. I've watched, like, I think the first series. But I definitely got flashbacks. Uh, yeah, I really... I, I, I liked it. I liked the artwork. I liked the story. And it did make me... It's a bit of bit of both, actually. It made me, Little column A, little column B. I wanted to go and read Buffy comics. I wanted to go watch Buffy. I mean, the drawings are fantastic as well. They, they look like the characters. It isn't like they look a little bit like him. They look a lot like them. Like very, it, I feel like I, I am in the TV show. It is, it is very good artwork. This, so this one, hard to say, isn't it? Because one was really good, one was really bad. We don't do point fives here on under camp. I'll give it a three. Three out of five. Three out of five, that one. Shame it had to be associated with Firefly because that would have done a lot better on its own. Um, Image Comics. Deadly Class Killer Set. This is um, an ongoing comic created by Rick Remender and Wes Craig. Um... Who was this written by? Oh, yeah, same. Where's Craig? With, um, yeah, Rick Remender. Uh, <coughs> I didn't like this. But I respect it. It's different. The panelling is different. The story is original. The illustration work, whilst doesn't really meet what I would like. It, I, I, again, I respect it because it's not easy to do. It's bold. I, I like the back and forth. Um, an unusual <laughs> addition of insisting that a load of kids in the year 2019 go and watch Fishbone, which I kind of don't believe. But I'll suspend my disbelief. Fuck it. Um, and done in a very... It reminds me of reading 90s Daredevil. 80s and 90s Daredevil. And I, I liked that. 
but at the same time, it just it, it, I won't pick up anymore. But yeah, I think it will have pulled in a few people who weren't weren't reading it before. I am now curious to watch the series on Sci-Fi because it does have its own TV show. Um, and it was a very it was it was a very interesting story and one that I feel that like they didn't just chuck out for the sake of free comic book day. So even though I didn't like it, I will give it a four out of five because it made it clearly made an effort. Very clearly made an effort. Right, where are we up to? Ah, the Dark Age, yes. From Red Five Comics, The Dark Age plus Afterborn. Um, uh, Afterburn, sorry. I didn't read Afterburn. I'm not going to lie. It just looked visually disgusting to me. I can't stand that style of drawing at all. And then I just took a look at a few of the panels and went, oh, is it like an, it looks like some kind of army comic. I'm not interested. Dark Age was extremely well drawn. Um, quite enthralling. It's by Don Hanfield and Leonard Rodriguez. Um... Leaves a lot unanswered, but then I guess that's why you would continue buying the comics. It rushes along a little too fast because I feel it's trying to squeeze a lot into a free half of a free comic book. But I, I did. I liked it. I, I liked that I didn't know what was going to happen next. The story is very original. Um, and I would be if I wasn't already picking up so many comics. I would pick this up to find out what the story is and how it goes. So real kudos where it's, it's due. Um, on, uh, the only thing I would just say, yeah, just felt a little... felt like uh, Man of Steel reading it, just like thundering along at a pace where it didn't take any time to marinate in its own story. But yeah, um, Afterburn didn't like the look of or in any sense of it because they are both... Held together, I've got no choice, but mm, I'll give it a three out of five. It's a generous three out of five. The Afterburn brings it down. It's buff. The Buffy one was better, but I do feel like it's not a two. Ah, now, this was interesting. Spawn on Image. Now, Spawn, as you may know, has been around a very long time. It's been by uh, Todd McFarlane. Um... And what they decided to do for Comic Book Day was just reprint one of the first issues. Uh, was was it the actual first issue? Just reprinted? Let me have a look. Do, 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 do. I was a little confused. It's not very clear. Just, it's not that clear at all. I think it is the first issue, if not one of the first issues that was printed. Um, I enjoyed that because I've... I have been interested in Spawn. He has definitely piqued my interest. Um, the film definitely unpeaked my interest for a bit. But it is beautiful to look at. Some of the pages, the way they're drawn, like there's a few pages in with it's a, just one page spread. And like Spawn is part of the sky and cards are flying across this night sky with different images on. And it's more... The comics that are around at this time were nowhere near drawn as good as this. There was some lazy. There was there was a, this inspired loads of comic book artists to spawn up the characters. I mean, Batman looks ridiculous in the early nineties, and some of the uh, 
iterations of him because of Spawn. But Spawn looks fucking cool. And this was very, very cool. I, 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 it's, I'm not going to lie. I think I might pick up a Spawn trade based on this because I got kind of like Moon Knight Batman feels. I, I love that sort of shit. And it still seems very like street level. I, I, I And it reminds me a little of the Dark Knight Rises, some of it as well. The paneling, um, the dialogue between the cops. I don't know. But yeah, really liked, really liked Spawn. And thought it was a very good idea to just rather than... See, this is the thing. This is kind of like what I always say about when they start rebooting films and redoing them again. Why remake it when you could just remaster it and re-release it in the cinema? This is what they've just done with Spawn. Why remake Spawn and reboot them for free comic book day rather than churn out a shitty free story, print a classic story to get us in? So yeah, Spawn, well done, mate. Five out of five. Um, ah, Doctor Who. Doctor Who by Jodie Howes and George Esposito. Um, this is the 13th Doctor. It's, extreme, it's extremely well drawn. And the dialogue is very, like... I felt like I was watching the show. This could have easily been an episode. But just like the latest series, it just didn't land in a few places. Um... Whether it was the story just seemed kind of pointless, which I've always said, I when free comic book day stories are pointless, given just some, I don't know, levity, some, it just, not, I'm not going to, again, no spoilers, but at the end, nothing happens to anyone involved. Like, something nearly happened, but nothing happens, um, including to the bad guy, who's kind of let off. Um, the anime, like I said, the drawing is really good. The, the the talking between the characters reminds me very, very much of uh, Doctor Who. But again, like problems with Doctor Who, the characters don't speak much other than... Um, what's his name? Graham. Graham gets a few good lines in here, making you wonder what is the point of the other two. But hey-ho, it, it, it tried, it just didn't land. It's three out of five. And finally... Funny pages um, from the Treasury of British Comics. Now, I'm, this wasn't very clear to me whether these were old comics reprinted from like random old stories um, or whether this is a current thing, like someone's still doing comics in this style. Um, I don't... I, I, I want to say it's the latter, but there's just something about the way the characters look and talk that's so very of its time that I find it hard to imagine someone can recreate it that well and that it isn't um, from those times. And whilst I began the comic and thought, wow, this really takes me back to reading old Beano's and Dandies and all sorts of old, old, like sick comics from like the fucking 30s and 40s. Not heroes, just comics. I began realizing my maybe my maturity... Um, but they just became a little bit predictable and boring. And I didn't care. And it's just... The comics are just trying to set up a one... You know, a punchline. Which isn't that funny to begin with. And I just kind of got tired by the end. Like, the last... One of the last comics in it is Gums. Which is going to be the opposite of Jaws. 
Um, yeah, so there's nothing. It, 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 uh, I, I, felt, I feel really terrible slagging it off because I did, I did like the look of this at first, and it gave me a few little chills of taking me back to my childhood. But I've, I, I, you can't go back sometimes. So I'm giving this. Um, I didn't even see this one. It seems highly, possibly inappropriate. Watford Gapper, he's the king of the rap. Rob Watford Gap. Oh no, this is horrible. Um, yeah, two out of five. Two out of five. So they were all the ones I got. As you can see, I didn't get anything like from the major publishers. Really, I didn't get a Marvel. Didn't get a DC. Mm. Which is a shame. I wanted them. Um, I'm looking at the time. I'm <clears throat> very wary of what time it is. So, I was going to talk about a, tr a few trades of wrote, uh, read. Um, but what I'll do instead is I'll save some of them. I'm just going to give you a preview of Chris's comics. So, Chris's comics, um, I feature on quite a lot. Chris needs friends. He hasn't got many, so he relies on me. And I, out of sheer goodness of my heart, when I was given a load of comics by uh, my good friend Katie Bones, that when I was just flicking through, I saw a trade, um, Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine. I think Katie Bones gave it me, or I can't remember if I picked it up from a comic book shop, because it became like it was cheap, like three for two. And... I didn't even peruse it remotely. I just saw Spider-Man and Wolverine and thought, Chris would like this because he's a big X-Men fan and he's got Spider-Man tattooed on his elbow. So I just gave it to Chris and went, there you go. And Chris came back to me saying, did you read that? It was amazing. To which obviously I replied, no, and told him. And he insisted on lending it me so that we can talk about it in full spoiler detail on his podcast, Chris's Comics Podcast. Um... I will talk about it in full spoiler detail on his, but as a preview, um, without spoilers, this is fantastic. I fully regret, fully regret giving him this comic. There's so much to like about this comic by Jason Aaron and Adam Kubert. Um, it's so random. Like, I, you would, I, there's no point why these characters are put together. In this story, it's never it, 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 it's literally just by chance. They both happen to be in the same place at the same time. And there isn't something at the end which goes like, oh, but they were meant to be together because... Or they learn that, that together they, they're going to form the best year. They don't... It's not about that. It is just a story of two heroes who live in the Marvel Universe who just happen to get caught in the same mad adventure. And it is... Really, such an original concept. Very, very original ideas are thrown in. I, I did not know where it was going. It wasn't as random as Doom Patrol. Like, not like that. It just kept sec kept me second-guessing. <coughs> I mean, the bad guys, of which there's a few, are very... Not bottom-of-the-barrel ones, but some of the less-known ones. But they are used brilliantly. It kind of reminds me if James Gunn maybe did this. Like, if you gave James Gunn total creative control of the Marvel Universe. But without him having set... Just tell him, don't make a massive end game. Hey, um, just 
make us some films set in this universe. I could see him writing this. I definitely see him directing it. If they ever did this, I'd want James Gunn to do it because it's so sporadic and jumping through alternates and t uh, alternate versions and time. The art is brilliant. There's like about two or three different types of art style that they use to get to depict points. Um, it goes... I don't know. I, I Again, I can't... I don't want to ruin it in too much detail. For um, So listen to Chris's comics when we next hook up. Um, and I'll talk about it then. But I would honestly suggest really pick this up. If you like Spider-Man and don't like Wolverine, pick it up anyway. Vice versa. If you like Wolverine don't like Spider-Man, pick it up anyway. It's... For people who... I don't know. If, without giving... I don't... I can't give anything away. Just... If you like stories that kind of bend the laws of reality a bit and just have fun do it pick this comic up and then join me and chris on chris's comics podcast to talk about some full spoilers detail it's like a book club we do um but little like teaser i think i would give this a 10 out of 10 or 5 out of 5 or whatever i give comics i i always forget what i give comics um but yeah 5 out of 5 10 out of 10, whatever I, I do, this gets it. It was just so refreshing to read and proof that you don't need um, an Infinity War or the death of Wolverine or a Spider-Verse to do an interesting story with multiple versions of a character and to go back into the past and to have fun with it. And, yeah, I just... Really regret giving Chris this comic. Because now I've got to buy it for me now, just so I can have it there. Because it isn't though, it's definitely one of the ones I'd read again. Definitely. There's not many comics I've said that about where I would pick it up and read it again, but I can see myself probably taking this with me on a, 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 like a holiday just to read again when I've got a bit of time. So, yeah. Join me next time. Uh, which will hopefully be in a couple of weeks, where I will be talking about my favourite comics from May. Um, I'll be talking Ms. Marvel, uh, Earth One, Wonder Woman, and Injection as well, because I've read all of them over April. I'll let you know what I thought of them. Um, and, yeah, let me know what you got for free comic book day. Put it in the comments below. Email us at talknerdyukgmail.com. Head over to the site, www.talknerdy.uk, where you can see... Uh, all our podcasts we've got a new game of thrones podcast which oh by the way that's why i right i have like a random tv thing at the beginning of these podcasts now that's just what i'm listening to like well, listening to that's what i'm watching i'm just gonna put like a random clip of whatever i'm watching so last month was brooklyn 99 uh eve has kind of tricked me into watching game of thrones so that was a clip from game of thrones um but eve has started doing with jody who were the time lasses their own Game of Thrones podcast called On the Bandragon. Give that a listen. I don't know what it's like. I've been told it's good from people who've told me that, but I'm not listening because I'm eight seasons or whatever it is behind and that will really spoil it. Uh, Gaz is out of action because he's just got no way of making any material. Um, so he is appearing as and when he can, which we are going to do a proper old school talk nerdy to me podcast uh, we've done a few spectaculars and big reviews and big epic podcasts, and we're just going to go down to the Burr Basics with a new one in, a, in like next week. 
Um, and I think that's it. I'm going to do a, a few blogs this month. And then there's Spider-Man, which, yeah, don't watch a trailer. Why watch the fucking trailer? It's going to be out in three weeks. Fucking wait. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I've been JB. And you've been listening to the Under Com- Comic Cast. Yeah. <laughs>